Welcome to Know Them, Be Them, Raise Them, a show to help moms stay informed and inspired so they can show up for themselves and their daughters the way they want to. I'm your host, Carmelita Tu. Join me each week as I cover a variety of topics, all designed to support mindful and growth-oriented moms navigating these crucial years. I'll talk to experts, moms who've been there, and read a curated selection of articles with the author's permission and drop in with my own thoughts on occasion. With that, let's get right into today's episode. When curating the content for this podcast, it was important to me to highlight not just experts and facts, but the experience and wisdom that lives within women who've raised their daughters and seen them into adulthood. There's this notion that everyone's life is worthy of an autobiography, and in a similar vein, I think every mom has wisdom that's worth sharing. My guest this week, and the first featured mom who's been there, is Cheryl Spaulding. Cheryl began her career in the field of sociology and gerontology. Her study of the aging process led her to a very rewarding career in the long-term care sector, where she spent 15 years developing and managing community programs to support older adults. A life change came about when Cheryl experienced her own personal challenges with health, relationships, parenting, divorce, and career. She realized that self-care, self-love, healthy living and empowerment for women were so important for a fulfilling life. It became her mission to inspire women to take action for themselves. With an entrepreneurial spirit, Cheryl went for further training and acquired her coaching certification. Combined with her sociology and gerontology background, as well as her life experience, she's now a midlife empowerment coach, offering women hope, change, and new ways of being, living, and thinking. Her website is www.cherylspaulding.com, that's C-H-E-R-Y-L-S-P-A-L-D-I-N-G.com, and on Instagram, she's at liveyourbestlifenow.coaching. Here's our conversation. My name is Cheryl Spaulding, and I am 56. Um, currently with my, uh, well, hopefully forever, my forever partner, Greg, uh, who I've been with now for five years. Um, we have five children between the two of us, but I have two daughters of my own, Victoria, who is 26 and Amelia, who is 21 Mm. and they are on their own. I am a empty nester. (laughs) as I like to think of it a mom who's been there as compared to those moms like me who are in the thick of the tweens and teens phase right from previous conversations it sounds like you have realized that your daughters full now that they're fully grown they they have become humans that you are proud to say are your daughters like truly yes but it yeah. all, it, if I recall, it wasn't all smooth sailing. So I'd love to hear a little more about like you, what you consider to be your parenting approach, if there was any approach um, and uh, you know, how was it when they were tweens and teens? Yeah. You know, I guess I can speak for maybe half the population of women out there who may currently be raising teens as a single mom. That, cause that, that's a whole other dynamic. 
that I that I need to be aware of too, um, because and you know how challenging it is to to raise children with mm-hmm. a partner. But just imagine, tr- you know, raising girls without a partner that that's not there to help you and support you and back you up yeah. when you're in those moments of struggle because sure. there are tough tough moments and um and my daughters both were very strong uh personalities mm. and um and so you know in the in the course of of maneuvering through a, a, a separation and divorce and the girls you know being teenagers um it, it definitely took a lot of strength it takes a lot of inner power to 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 stay strong through those through those tough moments Mm -hmm. and there were lots of tough moments and I and I and I think you know I can recall sharing with you this one particularly difficult time uh, when my daughter Amelia was 16 and decided that you know she didn't really like uh, some of the things that I was, um, you know, some of, some of the rules you might say mm-hmm. that, that I had for her, uh, boundaries perhaps. Sure. And so she decided that it would be better to live at her girlfriend's house than to live at home. <laughs> so you can imagine, you know, there you are a single mom doing your best, working yeah. her guts out and give him everything you can and and then one day she said I'm moving out you know don't 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 like it here anymore mom wow and how did you how did you manage that 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 must have hurt so much in the moment you know it truly hurt like you you, yeah you can there's a lot of self uh you know you, you look at yourself and say what did I do wrong you know what am I doing wrong um, and you can really, you know, beat yourself up over something like that. And, and uh, it can be a lot of shame and even embarrassment, you mm. know, with, with other parents and friends to say, my God, your daughter moved out. Yeah. But um, you have to stay strong through that. And, and she did. She left for about six months. Wow. And I honored her choice. I actually honored the choice and gave her that out to do that. Yeah. Knowing in the back of my head, there were lessons for her to learn in this decision that she'd made for herself. Yeah. And so, so I, yeah. If I could ask when, when she left, were you, did you have a sense for uh, what the future might hold? Like, did you have some sense that, things will work out fine? Or did you think like, I might be losing my daughter forever? You know, what, what were the thoughts running through your head? And yeah. what were you hoping for? Right? Well, I, I, I was hoping that uh, at some point, she would realize that home wasn't such a bad place. Because mm. no matter what home you go to, we all have home life issues, you know, yes. we're all human. Yeah. And so the grass isn't greener necessarily on the other side. Mm. And, and, but I, what I did do is I was in very close contact with the parents mm. 
And this was important that I maintained um, a good relationship with the parents. And the parents also understood that this was a very strong young woman, you know, was putting a stake in the ground. And they knew that this was a challenging time for me as well. So mm -hmm. they were very cooperative in, in communicating and they had rules for her in the home. There was things that she was expected to do. She wasn't just coming and going as she pleased. Mm -hmm. So that was extremely helpful. And, and, and if this does happen to, to other women that might be listening to, to, to this discussion, um, I would just advise that you do keep in contact with the other parents, you maintain a healthy relationship and ask them, are there rules? Is there a curfew? Does mm. she have chores to do? Is she getting her homework? Like you, you have that ongoing dialogue. So you're yeah. still having that sense of responsibility for yes. your child. Right. You, you still had mm. insights. You still yes. had kind of a, an ear to the ground and, and eyes watching. It wasn't as if she was completely off your radar. It right. sounds like you, you were able to find some real allies and yes. um, like others who could support you and your daughter right. as she discovered and, and had to find things out for herself. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. So smart. Really and, and she did. And about six months later, she, she said, mom, I, I want to come home and mm. I, I understand. And, and, you know, she respected the fact that I gave her that, the freedom to make that choice to go through what she needed to go through to experience what she needed to experience and then, and then come home. Mm. And we're best friends today. Like we're, we're, we're very close. We're very, very close. And we were then too, but those years, 16, 17, 15, 16, 17, they can be, they can be tough. Wow. That yeah. definitely seems like a tough journey for yeah. any mom, but yeah, especially yeah. being a single mom, I can, wow. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, given your experience and, and knowing the, how tough it can be, what, what would you encourage moms, you know, how can we kind of emulate things that we want our daughters to like as role models, are there things right. that you would advise moms to kind of embody or think about so that we can show up in a way that makes our daughters open and independent? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess I'll start with that. Does that mm -hmm. like when, cause you, whether you knew it or not, I think when you were choosing to let her discover on her own, mm -hmm. you, you also are giving her that option as a parent when, if she ever has her own family, like she will now parent in a way that allows her children to have their own journey of self-discovery, to be able to make decisions on their own at that age. Mm. And I, I think that's, that's really profound and really wonderful that you had, you know, whether you knew it or not, but you, you kind of knew it was important that she learned this. Um, even if maybe it meant less control for you, which I think a lot of parents would prefer, like, nope, you are under my roof. You are staying right here. And then, you know, arguments, et cetera, might ensue, but you kind of trusted that this is something she needs to figure out. And, and I also think that's something she's now going to carry if she has, has, uh, you know, children of her own, which, which is great. So yeah, is there anything, do you have any advice for moms? I guess, you, as we, you know, what, Kat, you, you just nailed it. You just absolutely, you know, encapsulated mm. exactly what 
what I, what I would, what I want to share. And then, and I had a little chat with my daughter, Amelia today about what we were talking about. Uh And she said to me, she said, mom, she said, your parenting style was amazing. Mm. She, she said, you had the most incredible parenting style because you allowed me freedoms with reasonable boundaries. Mm. But you also, but what I did was, is I instilled in them the trust and the expectation that they would make the right decision mm. in the freedom that they were given. Yes. I love that. Right. It gives me goosebumps. I just had goosebumps head to toe. And I do when I say something like that, that's so soulful for me. Yes. Yes. And that's not easy to do as a parent. And she said, you know, mom, she said a lot of my friends who were not allowed to cross a busy street, who are not allowed to walk to school, who were not allowed to go to parties, Mm. who are not allowed to date. All of these stepping stones, you know, even from a young age, a lot of kids were not allowed to to cross a certain road in our community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it starts there. It starts young with little things like that. And yes, it's a busy road, but, you know, you teach them how to look both ways and watch the lights and, you know, always keep looking as you're crossing the road. Like, so it just, it starts young instilling in them the, 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 the level of responsibility so that they can grow up to be independent, to be able mm. to make good choices and good decisions and feel empowered by that opportunity mm. as opposed to taking away that element of independence, decision-making choices, and never being allowed to be trusted, mm-hmm. like, given the chance to be able to make those decisions for themselves. Right. It's giving them skills and information and then ultimately freedom. That, that, that freedom part, I think, is, is a lot of, is hard because of, again, that lack of control. My daughter's just asked the other day, can we walk there alone? And I, you know, there's that part of me that's hesitates, but, you know, in those moments when I have let them do things independently, even if it's a little outside of my comfort zone, you're right. They come back feeling they, they have an addition to their sense of self when they accomplish Mm -hmm. something on their own. Like, but, and knowing that you're trusting them. Yeah, they need to know that's the piece. That's the important piece. You're not just you're not just going. "Mm, mm, mm, mm." Oh, okay. You're saying yes, you can text me when you get there, Mm. or wherever they're going. Mm -hmm. And I trust that you will make good decisions Mm -hmm. on your way there. Yeah, instill in them that element of responsibility to be able to make good choices on their route of wherever they're headed or the party or wherever they're going to Um, driving a car, you know, with their friends, like again, another massive step uh, in responsibility 
but again, entrusting them and empowering mm. them to be able to say no to friends who might not be appropriate to be mm-hmm. in the car with them. Mm. And so <clears throat> again, going back to these early days of their lives, being able to say no and make those decisions, even when their peers might be pressuring them or they might feel intimidated. It's, right. it's empowering. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, when, when there's a crossroads for parents and kids, I can certainly see myself thinking, I'm, I'm telling you this, or I'm, I'm saying you shouldn't do this, or you can't do this, not because I don't trust them necessarily, but you think of it as, oh, there's all these other threats, but the message that they're hearing and the opportunity that they're losing Mm -hmm. out on in being able to be entrusted with taking care of themselves in that scenario. I can, I can see how that that's the tension and and that's the trade-off. And if we're not giving them these experiences to make choices and on their own without, Mm -hmm. you know, and not Mm -hmm. us making it for them. Um, I can see that we're kind of robbing them of, of a chance to build the strength um, and right. build that build and, and build a relationship with their parents in that way, like to prove to us that they are capable. Because um, how do we ever know unless we let them try? Yeah, exactly. And you can you can put safety nets in place. Like I said, now that most mm. kids have phones, of course, there's always that 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 communication where you know when they've arrived safely. And if they do make some bad choices and they don't follow through on what happens, then you, you, they have to prove to you that the, that the next time they will. But again, I think they, they, they begin to want to earn your trust. Mm, They mm -hmm. want you to trust them and they Mm. want you to be proud of them. And I think that that also becomes part of the, the scenario ah. is they, they, they want to make you proud. Right. And I think of course, communication is mm. huge too. Yes. I mean, if, if a child come ho- comes home and tells you something, be careful how you react. And, and, and because again, you know, you want them to confide in you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if we have a, a massive reaction, yes. <laughs> they may not be as inclined to want to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So I think that's another one too, is just take it as it comes and and make note of it um, and have a discussion around it as opposed to a a negative reaction. Mm. Yes. I'd like to kind of end with uh, a parting thought of yours. Well, I thought about this and you know, what came up for me right away was honor yourself, Hmm. honor yourself as a woman, as a parent, and know that you are worthy and know that you are strong, you know, have faith in your own strength. And your happiness is important too. We don't want to sacrifice our own power. That's part of, I guess, you know, being a good um, influence, especially for daughters, when we ourselves are empowered, Mm. the kids will pick up on that. I'm so grateful to Cheryl for sharing her stories and advice. Some key takeaways for me, find allies, people you can rely on to help you through hard times. 
If your daughter does pull away and maybe even move out, try to make sure she still has structure and that you're connected with others who can be your eyes and ears. Allow freedom with reasonable boundaries. Instill in your child the trust and expectation that in their freedom, they'll make the right decisions. Also, instill in them the responsibility of making good choices. Manage your reactions to what they say. Discuss and ask questions. Honor yourself and know that you're worthy and strong. To learn more about Cheryl, you can visit her website, www.cherylspalding.com, and you can find her on Instagram. She's at liveyourbestlifenow.coaching. These links will also be in the show notes. And thank you for listening today. I am truly grateful for your time. I'd love to hear what you think of today's episode format and what other topics you'd like to hear about. So follow at them on Instagram and DM me, bleh, DM me to let me know what you think. You can also respond to posts with your feedback or insights. Comments are great because I read every one of them and your thoughts may strike a chord in someone else. If you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe. And I'd love it if you could leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews do impact a show's visibility. So even though it only takes a few seconds, it really does make a difference. Thanks again for listening. And here's to strong women. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them.